Hello and welcome to Plant Powered Buddhist Podcast, where we are learning to turn our eating habits into a spiritual practice. I'm Sensei. I want to welcome you from wherever you're listening in the world. I also want to say a heartfelt thank you to all of my followers, my supporters, my clients, and my students. Without your support, I simply couldn't do what I do. I'm excited about today's episode, so with no further ado, let us begin. And welcome back. Today we're taking up the third component of meditation, and that component is called wisdom, or in Sanskrit, it's called prajna. Prajna is the ultimate wisdom, and certainly it is the goal of meditation in Buddhism. In fact, amongst the six perfections that are talked about in the tradition, wisdom is the highest of those six perfections. Now, to kind of give you an understanding about, at least from the Buddha's actual teachings, the importance of prajna. For out of the 45 years that he taught, 22 years were spent on prajna alone. Think about that. 22 years teaching specifically about prajna, about wisdom. Now, I think it's fair to say that also the hallmark of wisdom, what is it? How do you know that something is wisdom versus anything else? There's a reason why this word prajna exists. And in fact, it's often left untranslated, at least in English, because Wisdom as understood in contemporary times, as I've said before, can be just about anything. And prajna being the highest recognition, the highest wisdom, the highest knowledge, deserves to be exalted, deserves to be respected. Now, We have this triage, if you will, of ethical moral code or ethical moral standard. We have samadhi, deep meditative concentration, and we have wisdom. These three combined are meditation. This is what meditation is. And so I want you to begin to orient yourself towards this as you take up the practice anew, or if you're someone who is intermediate or advanced level practitioner, that you begin to orient yourself towards this and ask yourself, are you cultivating these three aspects? Now, something that the Buddha talked about also was that Focusing on just one aspect of this tripart that makes up a one will lead to shortcomings, will lead to something oftentimes leading in the opposite direction of wisdom. So what do we mean by this? If one were to do as many people do, 
and simply establish or adhere to a moral code, an ethical standard, and nothing else, there is a potential for great abuse to arise. Abuse of oneself and abuse of others. This can happen very easily. Now, in the form of abuse of oneself, because one is strictly adhering to the letter of the standard, there's often little forgiveness in people like this. This, in some way, has given many people cause to stray away from the, the right path. And for those who might otherwise be interested in a tradition, they are turned off by this single-minded um, and limited expression of the tradition. So no one wants to be in a situation where they cannot forgive themselves or forgive others or adhere to the code so strictly that they forget about compassion. Similarly, if one were to focus exclusively on cultivating samadhi, then that person would certainly lack a clear path to applying the power of that concentration. Think about that. No ethical standard, yet able to go into a deep state of concentration, but a concentration that is without any guidance, without any texture. So it's virtually useless in the sense of the ultimate purpose of Buddhism. Being able to focus your mind is not useless. But remember, we're talking about meditation for its ultimate purpose of achieving wisdom, of cultivating a type of mindset that takes in consideration not only one's own development, but that of others equally. This is important, equally. And that equal is literal. And this is a good thing because then the idea, the false notion that we are all separate becomes a reality for you. Now, if one were to try to just take up wisdom, we don't have to worry about this so much because in fact, you can't do it without the other two, cultivating the other two. So in other words, Whereas one could just conceivably come up with a moral code or standard or adopt one that is already established by a philosophy or tradition. One could also learn to focus their mind, but maybe that is to do something other than the purpose of what we've been discussing. But you're never just going to fall into wisdom. That's never going to happen. So don't confuse wisdom and knowledge. Don't confuse wisdom and information. Don't confuse wisdom with facts. And all too often we see the word prajna or wisdom intermingled with these other three aspects that I've just mentioned. And so therefore, uh, there's a great deal of confusion 
about the role and position of wisdom. Now, when we think about these three put together, the ethical standard or moral code, samadhi and wisdom, there is a progression that you will be able to recognize if in fact you are cultivating all three simultaneously. As we said, the three together will constitute meditation, but how will you know that you're actually cultivating the three together properly? Well, you should feel anxiety start to fall away and lead to purity and joy. So from the standpoint of cultivating an ethical or moral standard, you should feel a purification of thought, action, and speech. However you're living your life, you should be able to observe that something else is, is transforming. Something is happening. Something is being purified. And when we talk about something being purified, don't be offended by that. It's a beautiful thing. I mean, hopefully, if you have the means to, you take a bath or you shower. Right? It's like biological hygiene, but now we're talking about spiritual hygiene. That your speech and your thought and your actions take on a type of purity, a cleanliness that leads to what? Joy. This is for this first part, the ethical standard, the moral code the speech, the thought, the actions become purified, and the feeling, the result of that is a feeling of joy, not pride. If you're feeling prideful and arrogant, then you surely have gone astray. But if you just start to feel joy from being as consistent as you can be with your ethical standards, and that's a beautiful thing, and, and it is proof that you are cultivating in the right way. Likewise with samadhi, how do we know that we are simultaneously, with the ethical standard, cultivating true samadhi? Well, we already said that the ability to focus the mind is not enough. So how will we know? Well, in this case... The first step would be clarity. There will be clarity in your mind. Clarity about what? About the real existence, the reality of all phenomena. You have zero confusion about this, no matter the myriad combinations of which the world or phenomena present themselves to you you'll know something ultimately true that runs through each one of these. And as a result of that clarity of mind, you will develop what? Insight. So if you're properly cultivating samadhi along with the ethical standard or moral code, you will first begin to experience clarity about all things. And then from that, develop deep insights. 
And lastly, how do we know we are cultivating wisdom as a result of our meditation practice? Well, you will actually feel liberated. Liberation. Liberated from what? From greed, from anger, from ignorance. And many of these similar types of lower vibrations that tend to pull us into uh, thoughts and speech and action that cause us to suffer or those around us to suffer. So if you're properly cultivating wisdom simultaneously with samadhi, simultaneously with the ethical standard, the result will be liberation. And what could be better than that? Really? I mean, to be truly liberated for all the things that one could aspire to experience, to do in the world, I tell you that if you could be fully liberated, it would be amazing. It would make every moment of life more enjoyable, more clear, and more free. So the last thing I will say is that if you are cultivating these three aspects that actually comprise meditation, that ultimately the highest level of this being done cultivated simultaneously is that you will practice the three without noticing or highlighting any of them. <laughs> Think about that. That you'll do them without seeking verification, in fact, that you are doing it. Now, I've already just talked to you about how you'll notice if it's happening. So with that, you don't have to ask the question, is it happening? Am I doing it correctly? But at some point, part of this liberation that I just spoke of will be that you'll be able to act and cultivate without highlighting, without noticing that you're doing these things. So many of the things that you do are habitual and they're unconscious. You're not aware of them. We're not talking about that because here, because of the samadhi and the ethical standard, there's joy, there's clarity, there's insight. And it is because of that that you can move into this place of liberation of which part of that experience is that you're not focused on noticing or highlighting, hey, I'm doing this for this purpose. You're doing it simply for the sake of doing it. It is not even second nature. It is not even first nature. It is just is. It just is. So that will take time. 
And we're not in a race. I know that there's always this seven steps to this and seven steps to that or three steps to enlightenment, all these things. Forget about all that, really. It's nonsense. You want to take it bit by bit and be conscious of each and every moment of cultivation. I hope this has been helpful for you. And I'm sure at some time we'll dive deeper into these three aspects that comprise meditation. But for now, I think this is good. Until next time, peace and blessings. And that concludes this episode of Plant Powered Buddhist Podcast. I want to thank you again for joining me today. I also want to quickly mention several ways in which you can support my work. One, wherever you're listening to this podcast or this episode right now, if there's the ability to leave a review or a five-star rating, I would definitely appreciate that. Secondly, if you'd like to learn more about my background, my books, the services that I offer, where my social media sites are, or you'd like to invite me to speak publicly, please visit plantpoweredbuddhist.com. You can do all of that there. Third, if you have a family member, a friend, or a colleague who you think would benefit from my content, please share this episode or my podcast with that person or those people. Lastly, in this episode that you just listened to, there is a clickable link, and if it's not clickable, you can cut and paste it into your browser. That will take you to a page where you can begin to support my work monetarily on a monthly basis for as little as $1 a month. If you could find it in your heart to do any of those things, I would deeply appreciate it. Until next time, peace and blessings.